Welcome to My Home HQ Podcast with Ray Fletcher. Leading the way in buying and selling homes, knowing the current housing market, updating your home without an extensive remodel, or how to stage your home for the perfect sale and more. Portland, Oregon real estate agent Ray Fletcher will bring his 20 plus years experience of real estate, home ownership, and selling homes to you in his bi-monthly podcast. This podcast will be your home headquarters for strategies to achieve success in your real estate investments. Now your host of the podcast, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the My Home HQ podcast with Ray Fletcher, our resident home and real estate, real estate expert, Portland, Oregon area realtor Ray Fletcher is here today to chat with me about all things real estate. I'm your host, Terry Fletcher. Hey, Ray, how's your month of July going so far? So far, so good. We're trying to keep cool like pretty much everybody else in the country. I was just going to ask, are you surviving this heat? We're dying here in California. It's, yeah, it's hot. Uh, luckily, we're we're still not as hot as everybody else, but today's supposed to be our hottest. I think we're looking at like 90-something. But Wow, Portland, uh, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. It reminds me of uh, your wedding day not so long ago. Oh, man, yes. How long ago was that? <laughs> uh, it'll be 20 years this year. 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations on August 1st, right? Well, it's not there yet. So yeah, almost there. So our topic today actually focuses on something that is actually near and dear to both of you, yours and my heart, because we are business owners, entrepreneur, and we work from home. And so a lot of home buyers or even renters now um, that are out there searching for a home they're looking for homes with offices or dedicated workspaces. And I wanted to talk about this because in the healthcare field, I'm coming up with some challenges as other people are. And as a realtor, I was wondering if you have to now give more information about somebody who's looking for that type of home, more than just an extra bedroom guidance, um, you know, like, or, and I'll start it off. Do you talk to them or do they ask you about smart home stuff or internet or where do you kind of start with that for, let's start with somebody who's buying a home versus renting. Yeah. So the very first thing, anybody that's going to work from home, uh, the biggest question now is, is the internet. And it's interesting because I just had this come up actually yesterday. Um, some buyers are every, so, and then on another note, a lot of new buyers or seasoned buyers, they are looking to get out of the suburbs and um, the city. And they're looking for more, a little bit of land, maybe a shop and some acreage, things like that to get out of town. And so the number one thing they're looking for is internet and what's available, um, how fast is it and all those type of things. And this house, they sent it to me. It's perfect. It's everything we wanted. And then it's in Washington. So I'm um, referring it out, but um they found the internet's extremely slow. And then so we talked about Starlink, which is, as everybody knows, the Elon Musk's um, internet. And that is now an absolute viable solution um, that, that is probably the, the one of the top three things that most people need is the internet. That's what I was wondering, because I know I have to have strong broadband. And in Riverside, California, I have it very strong in my office space, which is one of the back bedrooms. But then when we move out to the living room and I have an over 2000 square foot house, we had to actually double up and get an extra extender yeah. to be able to, to get internet that goes not only to the living room, but also to the bedroom. It's really strange how that works. Yeah, so you're talking more of internet in the home and expanding it throughout the house. This is just getting internet to the house. Oh. 
And that's the biggest factor. So there's places out there that do not have access to internet. Still? Um, still, yeah. Um, and then you have to go satellite um, or very, very slow, like a DSL or some of these off-brand um, internet companies that just don't have the performance. And all you're really going to be able to do is maybe check. E you're not going to be able to stream anything. And so with Zoom being the primary source for people um, that are working from home, if you can't stream a clear picture, that house isn't for you. And, and people will be like, unfortunately, everything about this house is perfect. But since it's no internet, I can't buy it. And then like a minute ago, um, Starlink has helped. Um, but with what you're talking about, that takes us into more of a smart home feature. And one of the things that most new homes, they're building in um, full wireless extenders and access points throughout the home. I mean, our brother bought a new house and it was considered smart. And all you do is just plug in your internet into this um, router that's already there and this network and it just lights up the whole house and, and you have strong internet throughout. So a um, couple of two different things, but same. So one is same getting the internet go. there and then yeah. the other one is actually once it's there, how strong is it? Yes. And how far does it go? Well, is it just do people and I, I say this knowing the answer, but I'm just asking yeah. for the listeners. I don't think people understand. Maybe they learn through the pandemic with kids being home from school that more users you have, the the more strains on the Internet system, right? Correct. And it's not just users at home. It's users in your area. So like personally, I have um, CenturyLink. I was going to say Quest, but they merged or they they shifted. So I have um, CenturyLink and CenturyLink is um, fiber. And so you're basically on your own line. If I had Xfinity, um, which is basically the old Comcast, you guys have Cox out there, you're on a cable system and you'll feel the network strain around 6 p.m. because everybody in your neighborhood is on it. So you're getting, you're not just getting the strain inside your home, you're getting the strain outside in your neighborhood too. We notice so. that we have Spectrum here and we notice that um, when there's a streaming sports event, yeah, with it kind of lags a little bit. Right. So crazy. Okay. So that's one thing if you know, for the listeners that are uh, considering buying a home and you need office space, that is probably a really big deal because now most of us can't work without internet. Now, kind of shifting a little bit away from the IT part. Um, there are some things that I've noticed that people don't necessarily now again, I'm talking healthcare field, everybody's in different, um, you know, types of businesses, but Dedicated areas versus an actual bedroom setup is different, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of a lot of homes just have an actual dedicated office. Um, if it just now it, it there's even a step further with that with some of these um, professions where not only do you need a dedicated office, but you need a quiet space to where you don't have two glass French doors. Right. to where you've got three kids at home and they're all just, <laughs> they're just <laughs> looking at you while you're trying to work. Um, so some people may convert a space if you have a three-car garage or if you have, um, you even put in a small um, sort of structure to create a, an office that's still at the house, but it's separate from everybody. Or if you have a larger home and you have a guest bedroom, that's once again, a little farther out, a little separated from the main house, then um, 
those are some things that have to be looked at as well. And then also the one of the hardest parts would be is what if both what if both people are working from home? So you have your spouse working from home as well. Now you need two dedicated spaces. So right. there's a lot of different factors that go into when you're looking for a home that a family can actually work their career out of. Well, we had something interesting happen here because um, as you know, I'm in the healthcare field and telehealth oh. is a really big deal. Yeah. And so a lot of physicians during the pandemic, they were working from home just as patients were trying to get their medical care from home. So I'm dialing in basically. And one of the things that has happened is that physicians were allowed to use their home as a location, but bill it as if it was in their office. This is under Ooh. Medicare, I know. Yeah. Well, here's the problem now that we're end that the PHE, the public health emergency ended on uh, May 11th. Well, they did extend it through the end of 2023, basically saying, get your act together and get back in the office. But physicians forgot the fact that once you have a, uh, a location with a certain payer, they, and especially federal government, they put it on a public site. Oh. So now yeah. <laughs> people who think you might have drugs in your house, <laughs> they know where you live. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But the other thing that I've noticed um, is that when I lived in down in Laguna, um, they didn't really you didn't have to have a permit to work from home. But here in Riverside, you do. And there's certain permits. And, you know, if you, you have to put on this permit, are you commercial zoning? I didn't even know what that was. Right. Um, foot traffic. And I'm sure your your uh, neighbors won't like that. Right. And there's just some red flags. There was one thing they said, do you have a pool? Because that's not allowed if you have a commercial uh, business in your house. Right. And my guess would mean if you have, a, there's, a, there's a couple different things, a commercial business of your house. Let's say you're, uh, you started a small candle business, so to speak. And now if you have people coming to your home, like a storefront, then yeah, that permitting process and license and all that stuff does kick in. If you're just an admin person or an accountant or like a doctor, a physician doing things from your home, well, nobody should be coming to your house, um, right. traditionally speaking. And so I think with that, that's where you get into that, those, those areas where you got to check with your local city to see what's legal and what's not. And I'll be honest with you, most people, I think they just look at the situation and go, am I going to get caught? Yeah. So yeah well, it's do it now. Ask for forgiveness later. I know. I see that too. And the other thing is having a business. You have to actually, I know in, in our, in, actually in our city, you have to have parking spaces. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? So people are thinking, wait, I'm just working out of my house. And they're like, yes, but you know, what is the, what's the definition of your business? Which actually brings me to my next question. You know, um, and again, this is, I, I know this is kind of a sidebar on real estate, but there's a difference between employees just working from home versus business owners and entrepreneurs, right? Yes. Yeah. Independent contractors. I mean, <clears throat> you can work, you traditionally work anywhere you want. Um, and then you have to decide with your accountant what you're going to write off because you can't really, you can't technically, well, this is a tax thing, drive to work and write that off. But um, if you're working out of the home, then you technically can write off that room a percentage, you just measured out the percentage of the house, which is also the percentage of the utilities and everything else. And then, right. and then that's a page on your taxes. But um, 
It's actually so yeah, easier it's really, for renters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just interesting because I know how many people and now that, you know, I, I always mention, I watch these real estate and home shows. I know my hobby and I, I can't tell you how things have shifted where, you know, before when I was watching them, you know, in 2010 up to maybe 2018, everybody was really wanting that big kitchen and it has to have a, a great, you know, ma master bathroom, or I guess now they call it primary bathroom. But now it's like, I need a workspace. I need dedicated workspace. I need privacy. I need an area. And a lot comes with that. It's not, like you said, it's not just about the location or how great the home is. It's about what it includes. Right, right. And, and I mean, I've got a friend of mine who um, she wants to work out of her house, Anna, and she's, she thought about just getting a van and sitting it beside her house. <laughs> have a little table work right out of there and i'm like yeah you may not want a van unless it's well down by the river but that's yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> you might get a the neighborhood watch kind of giving you a uh -huh. hard time there that's pretty funny though yeah but do you do you find so let's say that going taking it back to the to the real estate question let's say you do have somebody who needs that that working space and they they want that extra room yep. what is the difference between let's say somebody who needs a three bedroom two bath versus a four bedroom two bath what what are they looking at as far as a price range well and you can speak to oregon yeah. to add that or to have that extra bedroom when you're searching for price point it could be substantial and the reason being is is because once you get i mean how many people would like to have a bigger house i mean if you're you, you, when you do your criteria my criteria for my buyers is always the minimums you know what i mean you never put in a maximum oh we don't want more than four bedrooms you just let it ride so they're willing to accept a three bedroom two bath home but they would be happy to have a, a four bedroom three bath home. So I don't put in those limit limitations. And so there's more buyers in the world um, for four for more bedrooms than the minimums. And that's and that's really the thing. So that could be that could be a fifty thousand dollar swing, um, oh, depending on the room, the layout. Um, one of the biggest factors is is if you have all the bedrooms upstairs, even the primary, but the downstairs the builder designed it as a two, a kind of a twofold. It could either be an office or it could be a bedroom because it's attached to the downstairs bathroom. And so that's a whole nother, another jar that you're going to be opening up going, okay, it's an in-lock order or a guest room, or it's my office and there's a bathroom next to it. So there's just a lot of different factors that go in, but for sure, it's the the value and the price does increase if, if you have that type of space. And, and if it's really separate, that's super valuable unless you have only a three bedroom home and one of the bedrooms is super separate. That's not the primary because now you're just getting into a home that just flows weird. So. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's interesting just because this is coming up so much with workspace considerations and I'm seeing it quite a bit with renting. I'm, I'm seeing it also with buying a house, but it seems like renters, they're like, and rents are just out of control right now. But um, I do see that this is always a question and anything that I see, you know, I need a space to, to work from home. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of rentals, I mean, off topic, this could not be the best investor market um, for people to buy rentals because there is a housing shortage there. It feels like there always will be. And the rental prices are high. The rates are high. So these people can't, the, our first-time home buyers are are struggling, and yeah. if, 
if that investor has the cash to go buy rentals, they're going to do extremely well. Now, do you see people asking for workspace considerations when they buy vacation homes? No. No. Okay. No. I wasn't sure. Yeah. No, I think, um, no, I don't. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure. Some people take work with them. I was yeah. listening oh, for to sure. Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs, you know, um, thing. Yeah. He's like, well, I work on vacation, but I'm thinking, well, okay, that's maybe one person. I know I have to take my laptop, but I wasn't sure if that was a consideration for people buying, um, you know, buying a vacation. Yeah, home. no, because I think what they do is people still do work, but it's a vacation. And so I'm assuming, and this just from personal experience, everybody leaves the house to go do something because it's a vacation. And if you got to do your work, you're just, you're home alone <laughs> looking true. at the beach or whatever your vacation home setting is. And that's a great spot to be. So for, for <laughs> is us, that what you know, do when you guys go on vacation? You're like, you guys go ahead. I'll meet yeah. up with you and you got your yeah. time. Yeah. We go to the beach and then um, the family goes to seaside, which is a little amusement town. Um, definitely a tourist town and I stay there and do some work and I'm staring at the ocean and on my laptop and get a couple hours in. So nice. Nice. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Well, we're basically doing a quick hit today. Those were some questions that I had come up that, um, I know people were, were kind of asking, they direct message us and said, Hey, can you do an episode on this? So I think it's good information. And just to wrap up. So the first thing that people need to look for is not just does the home work for you, but the internet seems to be the big question, right? The internet broadband. That's very true. Yes. Okay. And then dedicated areas look look as far as what your city or uh, permits and and privacy laws what they want, and that's going to be different everywhere. Correct. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right. And then um, employees working from home versus business owners. You all know business owners. Many of us are entrepreneurs. We've got our own, <laughs> we got our own things we got to worry about as far as privacy issues, locked doors, locked cabinets, and and areas versus employees sitting on the couch with their feet up with the laptop. So, right, and then just one small other thing which can be large. When you're working from home, you will have to go into the office at some point. I mean, that's just kind of a given, and that office may be far to where you have to get on a plane. So keep in consideration your location to a major airport. Oh, that's, a, you know, I mean, that's a great thing. That's yeah. I mean, it sounds great to go live in Bend, Oregon, which is two and a half hours from Portland International Airport. But I mean, again, you're going to have to get there and, and go fly to the East Coast if that's where your employer is. I mean, again, this whole remote thing is amazing. However, there still is a time where you still have to go travel. Right. Well, that's what I was trying to talk to some of the physicians I work with is that said, yeah, I think I'm going to, you know, just work out of my home. And I said, well, how close is it to the hospital where you admit patients? And they're like, yeah. oh, shoot, I'm an hour away. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's one thing to come in an hour and then, you know, you're working all day. You got to run to the hospital. And it's across the street from your office, your physical office. But then when you bring it home, like you said, you're going to have to go to the office, which could be the hospital or could be, you know, flying somewhere. So you have to yeah. take, take that in consideration. All right, Ray, well, cool. thank you. This is, did you have anything, last comments? Nope, that's it. Okay. This has been a great episode, and I hope our listeners appreciate these real estate tips and considerations before jumping into a purchase and considerations for a workspace uh, in their new home or their rental. So that's it for us this week on My Home HQ Podcast. Join us next time when we bring you more topics on real estate, home buying, selling, investing, and more. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make it a great rest of your month, and thank you for listening to the My Home HQ Podcast with Ray Fletcher.
Thank you for listening to My Home HQ Podcast with Ray Fletcher. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check out our website and blog at www.rayfletcher.biz or contact Ray directly at realtorrayf at gmail.com to also subscribe to his weekly newsletter.